Hey guys, this is Dick and Skippy from, of course, Dick and Skippy in the mornings. Uh, today's show was recorded and broadcasted live on February 19th, 2020. Our special guest was Amber Manning of Idyllic Things over in Cleveland, which is open and they're doing a grand opening pretty soon, a rebranding. And you can catch that interview, I want to say like 45 minutes into this show. Uh, also, I want to remind we're going to have a special guest this Monday on the 21st at, at 10 o'clock with uh, NHS Voyages for Special Needs. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Of course, the show will start at 9 o'clock. And also want to remind you that early voting is going on in Montgomery County right now leading up to Super Tuesday. Uh, for early voting time and everything, you can visit mctx.org election. Uh, I believe it's going all the way to February 28th, so you have plenty of time to find an early voting polling location. I do want to remind listeners who are going to be voting, uh, on Super Tuesday, you're going to be assigned to a specific spot. So to find your specific spot, if you can't make it till March 3rd, uh, just visit mctx.org slash election. They'll tell you where to go and how what to vote for. Not what to vote for, but you know, all that good stuff, like how the ballot is and everything. Uh, outside of that, uh, just we want to remind political candidates who are running. We are have a couple spots next week open, so we're open invitation for those who are running. I also want to give a special shout out for today's sponsors. We have Bean Punk Coffee at uh, three thirty North Main Street. Uh, you can contact them at nine three six two six six seven nine or seven six. 32 or visit them online at beampunkcoffee.com to see their menu and hours and all that kind of stuff because they del- they uh, do something special there. Uh, we also have Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. All your office cleaning needs is met by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. One time to schedule cleaning, uh, visit them online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com. And also, of course, our C3 Creative Content Creation Partner. They do all video, social media, writing. If it's tangible and creative, they do it. Visit them online at c3thewoodlands.com. Hope you guys enjoyed today's show. Don't forget, we are here every Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 9 o'clock here on Lone Star Community Radio. You can always email us at any time with questions. If you want to be a guest or you want to sponsor, dickandskippy at gmail.com or text and call the message line at 936-228-9368. We love hearing from our listeners. Okay, let's get to the show. Hi, I'm Kenna Danielle, and you are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Born to be kings, we're the princes of the Good morning, everybody. It's Dick and Skippy in the morning. Tier on Lone Star Community Radio, IRLoneStar.com. Broadcasting live from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. We're on Facebook.com slash Dick and Skippy. Doing our Facebook live thing. And also, of course, Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. And worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Today's show is being recorded for our YouTube channel and podcast. So make sure if you're, you know you're going to miss today's show for the rest of the, for the interview part. Don't forget, we do record it. Just uh, visit us online at IRLoneStar.com slash Dick and Skippy for all our archives and everything like that. And welcome to today's show. It is the 19th 
of February. It's Wednesday. Let's get it started. Okay, Sean, what's going on, man? Good morning, Dick. How's that phone? It's okay. I'm, I'm actually, we're, it didn't give the announcement that we're oh. out on Facebook. Oh, great. Yet. We're probably not really even on Facebook. Big old <laughs> liars. Yep, big old liars. Big but old we can liars. vamp until they come yeah, on. I'll, I'll, I'll double check. Because I like letting my, my peeps know that we're on the air. So it'd be Wednesday. Uh, we're on the far side of February now. We're on the back half, the back nine of February. Yeah, we're live. You're just, you're just blind. That's probably right. Probably uh, uh, it. Probably it. Hey, but, you know, it's kind of dreary and overcast out there. It's 54 right now. It's going to get up to 50, 55. And it looks like kind of rain all day and all night. So yeah, It's uh, been an interesting uh, past, like, what, what, we say week in weather? It's been allergy central. You hear a little rasp in my voice. Poor Mrs. I figure that's just the way She's, you are. Well, yeah, I got that. Because you always do. Like, no, my favorite, I think what I'm going to do is do a super compilation of you going, <coughs> <coughs> <laughs> do I have that going on? Oh no, I don't think you realize it because you used to you used to mute it, but now you just do it. I don't even realize it. Yeah, well, that's no good. Here it comes. I, I can hear it. it's coming right now. Probably in the next two minutes. Not gonna oh. see now. I'm not gonna let it happen. But <laughs> well, then he chokes, and then uh, of course, people who are listening on the FM are like, "Oh, this guy's dying right now." I'm dying. <sighs> I'm dying from allergies right now for sure. And Mrs. Skippy is down now. See now, you got me going. I, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, uh, good deal, man. But yeah, so uh, unfortunately, Mrs. Skippy is down with it, and I've been trying to keep far away from her. But yeah, these allergies, this weather's just yeah, really jacking with the allergies. Her. Get away from her. Now, how about how about Holly? Is she is she sick? Is she good? No, no, no. She's just you know doing her nurse thing. Doing the nurse thing yeah. in the middle of flu season so, too. But uh, I, I want to remind folks. Oh, for, see, look, we just now her, popped up. Well, that doesn't mean we're just now live on Facebook. We've been live. Trust me. I mean, I'm looking at the stats. Uh, we have uh, Amber Manning going to be on the phone with us from Idyllic Things. Eh, Idyllic Things. Idyllic uh-huh. Things. It's, it's a boutique and consi- consignment store out in Cleveland. Oh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I'm yeah, gonna, uh, we're kind of spreading our wings here. Yeah, we're going to just talk to her about the consignment. I don't know anything about that. I have no idea. So uh, I'm looking forward to learning more about that. But this going to be around 10 o'clock. Until then, we're just going to be chitty-chatting. Uh, don't forget, you can always message us online, text, call 936-228-9368 or that email us. ZenBatWint. ZenBatWint, that's 936-228-9368. And DickandSkippy at gmail.com, whatever. Do those things. We're keeping an eye on the phone lines. Just leave a message, and uh, we'll see if we can play it over the air because you never know. We get some some jackbutts sometimes. But, you know, <laughs> I wanted uh, – we didn't have a show Monday. But we did do Valentine's show on the 14th. We did. I went to the new Dave & Buster's. You've got, I haven't gone there yet. So we checked it out. It doesn't have – so the funny story is it's been a pursuit of Holly and I to find a place that has a pool table that doesn't allow smoking inside. The pool hall that doesn't – okay. Yeah, and that seemed kind of – Is that still – because I used to play pool, like, way back in the day, like the 80s and 90s. And yeah. Slick willies and stuff like that, and there would be that haze. Well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's kind of... Uh, I just figured they would have been all knocked out by now. Well, I mean, everywhere in Conroe is where we live has smoking, pretty much. Any bar, any saloon, anything like that has smoking inside, which is, I mean, I don't, I'm not mad about it, but it's more of if we, if Hall and I plan on being somewhere for over an hour, I'd prefer not to be in a smoke-filled room yeah, I'm for happy. over an hour. Uh, Nor I, and as a former smoker, I, I, so I'm right there with I don't, you. I don't mind. Usually we stop by Molly's or something for a quick game, and then we get in and get out. But then, uh, but we were doing our Valentine's date, so we wanted to play a couple games. And 
So we went over to Dave and Buster's, the new Dave and Buster's. We walk in, and it was it was happening, man. There was a lot of stuff going on, and it's crowded. And I walk up to the guy real quick. I go, hey, just to make sure, do you guys have pool tables? And the the manager, he had the manager thing. He's like, oh no, we we don't. I was like, really? That's strange. You know, most Dave and Buster's has like a huge pool hall. Yeah, they do. And he's like, oh, we didn't want to attract that kind of kind of clientele here. What? And I look at him, and I think he realized I was that clientele. <laughs> and I was like, is that like a backwards insult to me? Did you just and, diss me? And I laughed at him, and I was like, sure, man, whatever. Uh, and then I, Holly's never been to a Dave and Buster's, so we hung out. And uh, I won. I, I got myself a coffee mug. With our little tickets. Oh, look at that. Yeah. He's a, Dick's a winner. A winner. That way you can just hold it up in front of you in your bathroom I'm mirror a, every I'm morning. Say, I'm a winner. I'm a winner. I'm a winner. And how does it? How does the coffee taste in it? Because believe it or not, different mugs give different flavors to I coffee. I believe it. Uh, it has a taste of winning. A taste of winning. What does winning taste like to you, Dick? It's a video game controller. Video game coffee mug. Oh, okay. So, but no, I had a great time with Holly. We did. You know, one thing I liked what they had, and I, I don't know. Well, what do they have if they don't have pool? Which is odd. So they have food. They have food and drinks, and they have the appetizer. They have the the happy hour, and they have a bar, and then they have a, a, a bunch of games. I didn't see, and if somebody knows more about this location, Shenandoah. It's the one. On, it's in Shenandoah, basically. Uh, it's in. What's it near? Okay, so Shenandoah. You know where Chewy's is. The Chewy's restaurant on 45? Yeah. Heading well, northbound? That's not too far from it's the... Right, it's the next entrance after Chewy's if you're heading north. Gotcha. So you between research on, on the right-hand side, or the uh, east-hand side, I guess I should say, between Research Forest and uh, 242. Yes. Is what yeah, and like right, we see Chewy's, you just go one more after that, and it's like a so shopping center. So probably still it's less than a mile. AMC, the new AMC theater. Right, still probably less than a mile or so from a main event. <laughs> Yeah, well, that, they don't have a bowling alley or anything like that. I, I, I checked. Uh, oh, okay, Dave and Buster's now. The last time I went to Dave and Buster's I mean, was I, probably I, the nineties. Really? Yeah. I used to. I when I lived in Houston, I, my brother and I, it became like a monthly thing for us because it was so close to where we lived. Well, actually, I gotta say, my third. I, I believe you know, I'm embarrassed now to say this. I, I've got yeah. My second uh, rehearsal dinner was at Olive Garden. My third wedding um, rehearsal dinner was at Dave and Buster's. Really? Yeah, the one on uh, in Houston, Richmond. On, yeah, that, the uh, Richmond Fountain uh, where yeah. Uh huh. So that would have been um, a long time ago. <laughs> that would have been early two thousands. Still open, but I mean, it had. They have a big pool hall. They had the big, uh, you know, clunky headset thing you'd put on for the Atari level graphics mm-hmm. uh, VR for Dino with pterodactyls flying around. Uh, indoor golf swinging thing, you know, where you'd hit your golf ball against the. the well, this canvas. one had a bunch of games, and it, it was a wide variety, a bunch of kids there. So they had kids' games, they had adult games. Uh, then they had like basically retro. So are, are they trying to family it up? Because I remember back in the day they would really try to discourage kids from coming in to the old one. I mean, I think it's. I think this one's more family oriented because they don't allow the pool the pool clientele in there. Well, uh, you know, they're the riffraff of the yeah. earth. And uh, but some of the games that I liked because Holly's not a big video game person, and when we play like shooting games or something, that's not really what we do. And they had a lot of the arcade or the carnival style. Mm-hmm games there which was a lot of fun yeah like, absolutely especially when you're with somebody else 
Like they had, they had like electronic ring toss, which was really interesting. Nice. And then my favorite moment we had was, you know, the basketball arcade. The little one where you yeah, just the, shoot the over rim and over and over. goes back and forth. Well, they had like seven of those, uh-huh. and then they had the super shot, which is like really tall, really far back. And I go, I for for giggles, I go, Holly, I'm gonna I'm gonna pay whatever exuberant cost this is. <laughs> I want to see you do this because my wife's four eleven, and I was like, this is gonna be the wildest thing I've ever seen. And next thing I know, she was making, she made like seven out of ten shots. Holy cow. And I'm, cow. I'm talking like the, the rim is like taller than the normal rim. Like it's meant to be a super Did she shoot shot. underhand? No, she she bent down all the way and she's like, yeah, I used to play basketball in middle school and it wouldn't <laughs> let me play in high school because I was too short. That's what you need a short person to get between so, the legs of all the tall she, people. But when she practiced on the squad, all she did was shoot. Because <laughs> that's the only thing they said, you know, dribbling and shooting, that's the only thing she could do outside mm-hmm. the three-point line because, you know, she's 4'11". But I was I was pleasantly surprised with that. Nice. And, uh, well, I need to definitely go check it out. I uh, just I see. I, I like like Incredible Pizza. I'll, I'll take the grandkids there or something, mm-hmm. or even my daughter who's who's about to turn eighteen, but still she's you know little little baby girl in my heart. But they have the ski ball there. They have the little shooting thing, you know, where you you shoot well, the one infrared. Thing, at one the thing that targets. was funny is there was definitely a section that reminded me of Las Vegas gambling section. Where people are just sitting there for hours hitting a button. Yeah. And there's definitely games like that. And I kind of laughed. I was like, man, I, was, I mean, I guess they, they can still make games like that. And they give you tickets or whatever. Mm-hmm. But we did like the carnival style games where you threw the ball at the clown heads. and right. That kind of stuff. You, does it have like the little. They had the water gun shooting the, thing. The water gun yeah. shooting and thing. And then uh, they had the bop it deals. And, the whack-a-moles. Yes. And then they had the ski ball. We played ski ball. And then actually what's funny is that I won the most tickets because of a bowling thing. They, oh. had, they had a digital bowling deal, and I got the most tickets. And Holly, Very nice. So I told Holly, I was like, we can just stay here and get tickets if you want to do that, or we can <laughs> actually go out and have fun. So have you been to Incredible Pizza? Yeah. Have you been to Main Event? Yeah. Have you, and you've been to Dave & Buster's. Was, so of the three, maybe not say what's the best one, but maybe compare and contrast them. Man, the way I look at it is... Dave and Buster's definitely uses its space more effectively mm-hmm. because, like, I remember going to Incredible Pizza. That place is really big, but the game when you go in the game section, it feels so small. Yeah, because it's the back half. But like the space is so big, mm-hmm. and so that that kind of throws you off because you're like, oh, this is you think it would be a gigantic room of games, but uh, they don't really use their game section that well there. I don't feel and. Uh, Main event, uh, they have so much stuff going on there because they have the bowling alley. So it's just kind of like, there's, like I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't count that as a game place. I was kind of like you do whatever you want to do, because they have like laser tag, mm-hmm. they have bowling. I think they even have go kart. They have go karts there. Yeah, or they putt-putt. got it's either or or both. At Incredible Pizza, they have bumper cars and they have race yeah. cars. The race cars can you know yeah. you could do the adult ones. They get up to like 30, 40 miles. I, an hour. I still don't know what they're trying to do with Dave and Buster's over there in Shenandoah because I mean the, the fact they don't have a pool or they don't have anything outside of the games or food and drinks. It's an arcade. It's not Dave yeah. and Buster's. It's, so it's I, I don't. Do they have the restaurant area still? Because that was another one of the side. Uh, the, no, yeah, the, they have a restaurant. Defining. Well, they had like <laughs> the way they designed it, Holly. Holly put it as jail jail cells <laughs> because the the way they did the boost was like some type of fencing and it was like iron fencing. So if you like for if you looked far away and looked at it, you'd be mm-hmm. like, man, those people like look like they're stuck in there. 
in their cage. And uh, but yeah, they have a sports section where you can watch. They have like TVs and watch the games and stuff like that. But I don't know. I don't really know what they're trying to do. I had a good time. I didn't spend that much money uh, because I'm a, a stickler for those coins because it's like they you don't really know the currency. I'm not up to date on Dave and Buster's currency. Give me the good right? old days when it was a quarter. You know, it took one quarter to play well, a right, game. They do, they well, like they do this thing where it's like you get yeah, a, put it you on get a, a card. card. Yeah. But then I've got you, so many But when you go up to the machine, the machine's like, oh, this is 4.7 tokens or uh-huh. card points or whatever and then it's like oh this is 9.2 they don't want to put money on it it's like not having uh, casinos don't have windows in vegas they don't want you to tell when it's daytime and nighttime they don't want you to know how much money you're spending yeah. well like my favorite was the very end we only had enough for one more game and i was like oh let's just try this dave and buster's game and it was some apparently it was some uh phone game that i didn't know uh-huh. and this is what i love about people making off-brand video games so when you see a green tube, what do you think you're supposed to do with a green tube when you're playing a video game? Go through it. Yeah. Not in this game. I literally, I'm sitting there hitting it, and I'm like, oh, a green tube, let's go get it. And then I'm boom, dead. And then I lost. It was like, it was like 10 points. 10 point well, no, in point. real life, if a green, green tube mysteriously appeared in front of me, I'm probably not going to touch it. Oh, I was it. so pissed. I was like, I guess I should read the instructions. But don't put a green tube in a game and not expect people to like, want. I guess that's why they did it, because they know you lose and. Now, speaking of fun, I want to give a shout-out to a couple of our listeners who are t- tuning in here. So if you, if you want some some good fun, uh, I want to give a shout-out to listener Christian here and Carrie and Angie who popped up okay. uh, on Facebook. So uh, Christian is actually, you know, I'm directing Spamalot okay. over at Stageworks Theater, and it's become pretty hard to Is that tour. a humble brag? Is, uh, no, no this, is, uh, this is uh, one of those those big musicals. But uh, Do this, you ever take a break? Yeah, I do from time to time. Well, Holly was asking me if I take breaks from bowling, and I was like, I don't really want to, but if you're telling me I have to. If I take a break, I'm left alone with my own thoughts, and sometimes it's just not a good place to be, <laughs> so I keep busy. But with with this, yeah, you know, with, with this family, I was asked to direct, and the timing turned out okay. Um, every, so when you cast a show like this, you know, it's like David, uh, David O. Selznick trying to cast Gone with the Wind. Everyone wants to be Scarlet. No one wants to be you know, Confederate soldier number 42 or something like that. I will. Well, you would, and, and, and very few are, but... Well, I mean, I'm going to have, uh, what do you call it, uh, demands? What do they call it? No, demands, writers. Writers, that's yeah. the key, uh, key word. Yeah, I got take some out the writers. green M&Ms and stuff like that. But with a musical, what's different is there is, uh, you know, the ensemble is a really hardcore cast. A lot of people think, oh, ensemble, they just, they get the raw end of the deal. But when you're in the ensemble... You know, you have to provide four or five different fully realized characters. You have to dance like nobody's business. You have to be able to sing harmonies to counterpoint that. And uh, Christian is one of them. She's uh, she's an awesome thing uh, that just, you know, she's in the rehearsals while the uh, main actor doing their thing. And then when it's her turn, along with the rest of the ensemble, she just steps up. So that's cool. So When's Bam on? When it opens it? April 17th. Where? Uh, at Stageworks, which is pretty much Grant Road, which is... 249. Oh, like Willowbrook area? Yeah, sort of, kind of. Our Uh, comedy brothers? Don't know about comedy brothers. The comedy trio that comes in here. Oh, 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 those comedy brothers. Man, you need to get with it, I didn't know they were called the comedy brothers. I just made that up. Well, that's why I couldn't keep up with you. So there's that, and I also got Carrie, uh, who's helping us out, because, you know, Points North Theater, we've been doing some shows. Are they brown-nosing? No, not at all. In fact, I'm the one brown-nosing to them for them being so awesome. But, you know, we just finished our show 
uh, Points North Theater when we did Complete Works with William yeah. Shakespeare Bridge to Revise. We closed last Saturday. Well, new management's kind of taken over the facility we were in, so we're looking at other possibilities. And so are, are you soliciting right now? You're looking for a space? Well, we think we may have found one, thanks okay. to Carrie. We, uh, yeah. we took a tour yesterday and stuff. So it's just, long story short, we got a lot of great community people listening to the show nowadays. Uh, okay. I thought you were trying to get something out of them. Well, just you can just donate like right now you. to Points North <laughs> Theater Company. There you go, come, s- come see what we do. No, but no, ser- seriously, these are people that, that kind of go above and beyond and stuff. So I pucked down and saw, you know, and then of course Gilcrease family, who's really cool, uh, have helped out with productions. So yeah, these Fair are enough. so yeah, my peeps are online. Where are yours? I, I don't like sh- giving shout outs to people, they can do whatever they want. Nah, you got it, you got to shout out. You got to shout it out loud. I did. Shout out to the comedy trio. There you go. Well, you made up names for them. No, actually, I think they have a a show tomorrow. Is it Thursday? Usually when they have the shows. Yeah. Over at Old City Pub in spring. I really want to go see them because the guys are a hoot in the studio. No, I think they curse a lot. I don't know if you like that. (laughs) Your virgin ears. Oh, dear. (laughs) No, it's okay. I got my headphones on. Hey, is it true in Picard they use the F word? Yes. And frequently. Man, that sucks. It's different. Okay, so there were two shows that went from network to Netflix. There was um, Lucifer and there was Designated Survivor. Well, see, I get Designated Survivor because they're always in trouble. (laughs) They're always, like, under fire from things. But here's the thing. With Lucifer, it worked. They, They realized we're on Netflix, so they were able to get more into it than they could on Fox. But... I mean, isn't that show just basically the devil trying to get laid every episode? Well, it's on the surface, yeah. It's him trying to find redemption. By getting laid? Well, that's a byproduct. See, that's an interesting story, the plot line. See, why don't you have plays like that? Maybe I do. And you want to Maybe star I in have it. different names. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm telling you, the, the, the one feature film that I wrote that, that I was not supposed to be in, but I was, and I ended up having to do a nude scene in it. So, yeah. So did you use a prosthetic for your uh, nose? No, just duct tape. <laughs> I love it. Uh, but when Lucifer went over to Netflix, it was like the best season because they knew how to handle it. When Designated Survivor went over, there, you have the writers going, hey, we can use the F word now. And so they kind of went overboard and they got this little, you know, his daughter who for, you know, three seasons was cute little Susie. Now she's like who, a who's up a, No, she's still six or eight years old now, but she's still saying stuff. And. I can't believe you just said the S word. Well, Dad, you know, these are tough times. It's just, these Remember, what times. separates us from the monkeys is just because we can do something doesn't mean we should. So. Yeah, sorry. We, we, uh, <laughs> we, we got to let listeners know there is uh, we have a window without a uh, cover over it now because it's getting repaired. Now we can see everything that goes on outside. And Yeah, we just saw something. Yes, we did. It's like a really jacked up Good Morning America thing, you know, where they stand behind you with the signs. But, yeah, so with with writing and stuff like that or, you know, language, if it's handled properly, should be, you know, should be used properly. And when you just have a writer going, hey, I'm writing for an adult scenario now, I can drop F-bombs left and right. You know, you don't have to. Napa card, though. Well, that's the thing. It's that the original Star Trek universe that Roddenberry first postulated was that every it was an Eden. It was, you know, no more war, no more strife, which made for really boring drama. And that's why after Roddenberry died, you got the grittier shows where things would go down. Yeah. And But now they're kind of taking it where people are talking like it's 
2020 AD or even, you know, 1994, but not 2398 AD, you know, where the language they're like, hey, well, I know, what's up? I know the, uh, Hell hard, no. The hardcore Star Trek fans are ripping it apart. Because the biggest, like, one another complaint I heard, uh, I was reading about, was the fact that in all the Star Treks, they talk about there is no poverty in the Federation. Mm-hmm. Like, there, you know, no one seeks material things. But then apparently they have an episode where one of Picard's ex-mates mm-hmm. is, like, living in a trailer. She's in a literal and, trailer yeah, park. And, and it's, it's like, funny because her trailer park, now there's this location that a lot of science fiction movies use. It's like this gravel quarry with some rocks sticking out and that's where the first time he uses where kirk was fighting the, the lizard gorn critter yeah. and, but they use it in galaxy quest it's like this one place it's kind of a gag where you use it over and over well that's where her trailer park was in this exact same location and so what i'm saying they're trying to make it real but it's like it doesn't fit the original vision so you can have you can have corruption on the inside you can have language what whatever but they're trying to just say they're trying to make it more like a you know Battlestar Galactica or something you know gritty where yeah. this isn't truly Star Trek. In fact, what what's funny is the thing that's closest to Star Trek in my heart and mind right now than the other Star Trek shows like Discovery and Picard is the Orville. There's a sense of fun to it, a sense of wonder, hard lessons, but and social commentary, but not lazy about it. Yeah. When I feel well, there's been I, a lot of lazy funny, writing. I think it's funny because especially with today's, uh, there's a really cool, I wanted to send you this video I found. The Hollywood Reporter does these really cool table uh, meetings or table interviews with heads of people in Hollywood. And they had a really good one with all the executives from Disney, Netflix, Amazon, Universal, Sony. Uh, and I think there's one more somewhere in there. But uh, it's all the executives, all people who make the decision to make movies. Like okay. The, the top dog. And it was, it was interesting because they were talking about the audience going towards streaming and how to make a, like what is a successful movie today is not the same what a successful movie was 20 years ago. In what context? And, well, that's what I'm saying because people measure it differently. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about making decisions on movies where it's like, um, I think it was, I'm trying to remember the movie they did. It was three, they were talking about 300. It was Zack Snyder. And, oh yeah, and the, they were this ta- is Sparta. Yeah, well, they were talking about they're like, well, we we came to us first. I think it was Sony, but they just did Troy, and they're like, we don't want to make another Sandals and Shield movie, mm-hmm. so they passed on it, and then they gave it to like Fox or something, and then Fox is like, well, what are we, like, how are we going to make this? Because who wants to see a cartoon, you know, Sparta movie or whatever, right? And w- it was just interesting hearing how they go, well, this certain audience they discovered response well and it became a huge hit no one knew because i think that out of all the executives it passed on like four of them and so like they were like yeah that was one movie that we all kind of saw but we didn't understand well look at you know star wars the original star wars 12 studios turned it down before fox like "Eh, okay we'll give it a shot and even then they hedged their bets a lot well netflix they were talking about the irishman and what's funny is you hear the you listen to the guy talking about it. It's almost like they made it because they just wanted to meet all those actors. <laughs> I believe that. Because like he goes, he's like, I was really proud of that moment when we had our red carpet and we had all the like you know this Hollywood royalty. And I'm like, well, too bad the movie didn't you know wasn't that good <laughs> because no one's gonna remember that movie in ten years. Well, you know, you have a 42 hour long movie. 
period. I mean, that, there's nowhere to go with that. You have a very yeah. long movie that <sighs> make it a miniseries. You know what I'm saying? It, it's movies are two hours or three hours or even an hour and a half for a reason. That, yeah. That's your parameter. It's like any other kind of art form, like a haiku or a sonnet or a five act play or the, a uh, concept album, you know, you have parameters to it. The, you know, the album in the old days couldn't go beyond what your typical vinyl front and back sides could give you, or even a double album set, but even then you knew to stop. Uh, with a network TV well, show, you have 42 Maybe or that's 44. what's coming back. Maybe that kind of like... You need a structure. The industry rigid. standard of taking a break is going to happen. Because they were talking mm-hmm. about England has that break. Like in the yeah. cinema, and you're like, and I'm like, whoa, that would, oh, yeah, I that missed would, the that would change the way we watch movies here. Because Chris, you know, who's the manager of, on the ticket stub over there at the Grand Theater, I was like, man, that would be, how would that work? Because your bathrooms would need to be cleaned like twice because of their, you know, whatever their system is. Because everyone's taking a break. Everyone's using a restroom. Well, it's even like in a stage play. You you, you have an act break. You go to intermission. You take 15 minutes. Well, I feel like that's because of the actors. No, you also want to sell concessions because that actually goes a long way to helping pay for production. Again, you can donate money to Point Star (laughs) Theater. Yeah, you're listening to TV. We're gonna take a quick break, real quick, because we do have a guest coming up at ten. We have Amber Manning with I Did Like Things over in Cleveland. She's gonna be phoning in. She'll be phoning Uh in. Uh, We really don't know where we're gonna go with the interview. I'm kind of I'm kind of excited about it to learn about consignment and I mean, is that just another way of like haggling? Not quite, but I'll, I'll fill you in over the break. I'll, I'll learn more. Yes, We're going to take a quick break and uh, hear a word from our sponsors. You're listening to Dick and Skippy on Lindstar Community Radio. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Are you one of those who feel that life is too short to drink bad coffee? Then come to Beanfunk Coffee. Beanfunk Coffee is open with two locations. Whether you're in downtown Conroe or historic Montgomery, we have the best fresh brewed and specialty coffee, delicious pastries, and courteous staff. Come visit us at 330 North Main Street in Conroe or 401 College Street, Suite 170 in Montgomery. Visit beanpunkcoffee.com to see our complete list of special events. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app for your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's community radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That is Conroe's FM 104.5-106.1. Path to the Plate is a research-based education program that helps consumers understand how their food choices impact their health by making the connection to agriculture. Learning about how food is grown and produced and how consumers can make better food choices for themselves and their families, Path to the Plate is all about dispelling myths and misconceptions. Find out more online at pathtotheplate.tamu.edu. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. 
with scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, CleanSweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. CleanSweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. CleanSweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Are you one of those who feel that life is too short to drink bad coffee? Then come to Beanpunk Coffee. Beanpunk Coffee is open with two locations. Whether you're in downtown Conroe or historic Montgomery, we have the best fresh brewed and specialty coffee, delicious pastries, and courteous staff. Come visit us at 330 North Main Street in Conroe or 401 College Street, Suite 170 in Montgomery. Visit BeanpunkCoffee.com see our complete list of special events. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That's Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on the computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. A Lone Star Community Radio, broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. Have a legal question? Are you a resident of Montgomery County? Call 281-645-6344 to talk to a volunteer attorney from the Woodlands Bar Association. We answer the phones on the first Monday of every month at 281-645-6344 from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. to provide general legal information and information about legal resources to Montgomery County residents. Did you know that there are over 153 million orphans in the world today? The sad reality is 99% of those kids will likely never be adopted. Core Love is an organization right here in Conroe that takes care of orphan children in Haiti, Honduras, and India. We bring the love of Jesus by providing their six basic needs of clean water, proper food, health care, education, job skills, and a loving home. Visit corelove.org, that's C-O-R-E-L-U-V dot org. Will you help defend the orphan? All right, welcome back. We're on Dick and Skippy Live, Lone Star Community Radio. Hey, you're not with Skippy in the studio. It's 944. We're going to have our special guest uh, coming into the studio on the phone. We have Amber Manning with Idyllic Things. It's going to be a lot of fun. So stick around for that. Uh, if you want to know more information, just visit us on our Facebook live feed at facebook.com slash Dick and Skippy. We're live right now, right there. You can uh, click links and everything for our guests. So we're going to have a little bit more conversation until we get her on the phone around 10 o'clock. So here we go. We got about 10, 15 minutes. I want to give a shout out to uh, Cliff and Brett. Who are tuned in. All right. Yeah. What's up? What's up, guys? So uh, we talked a little bit about movies, you know, the typical thing. Um, I saw Son-in-Law last night. Polly Shore the movie? Shore movie. Why? Uh, Holly wanted to watch it. Uh, I forgot. Boy, you'd love your wife. Holly, if you're listening in, Dick has just proven his love for you for all eternity. I didn't think it was that bad. Oh, my Lord. It actually had some really funny, touching moments in it. And I was like, It Man. would have to. <laughs> well, I mean, it's one of those... Because we started watching it. I don't know if anyone knows what Son-in-Law is. It's a movie that was in 1993. 
Uh, it was somewhat of a box office success. It uh, it made. Oh, seven. Polly Shore was very popular. Polly Shore. Yes. It has Carla. I can't pronounce. I can't do Italian. Carla Giacconi. 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 But it has Lane Smith, who I really like. Yeah, Lane Smith, a good um, actor. He was, he played the mayor in V, the series. Yes, and then uh, Tiffany Thiessen was in it. I forgot that from oh, Save uh, by the Bell. Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Uh-huh. Yeah, and uh, I was sitting there. We started the movie. And I go, is this one of those movies? Like, do they end up together, or do they actually do a really like a realistic ending where they don't? Because I rem- I forgot the plot where she they claim to be married because basically it's a woman visiting home. She lives in Nebraska or South Dakota, but she goes to school in California where she meets her resident director, Polly Shore Crawl, and then he's alone for Thanksgiving, so she brings him home. And then basically her her boyfriend from home proposes, and she doesn't want to get married. So Polly Shore, for some reason, says, no, we're engaged. Sorry, bro, to, like, help her. Mm-hmm. But I was like, do they end up together? And then, because I, I, I felt like that's this normal thing. Like, But I don't see Polly Shore being the man. You know, like, I don't, the way they did his character, he's just kind of goofy. Right. And. Uh, the sad sack. Well, yeah, sad sack. He's just goofy. Like, he didn't seem like the guy. That was, well, yeah, no, uh, sad sack is, a, is a, like, an archetype who's not, like, uh, gloomy. He's just, like. Yeah. Cool Hand Luke is a sad sack. Okay. They just can't catch a break. Yeah, and he just and uh, but like, his own actions. They don't really end up together, which is somewhat surprising. What was and, that other movie, Forces of Nature? I think with Ben Affleck and someone. And Sandra where, Bullock. Yeah, where it, the whole movie set up for them to get together at the end, and but they're they, like, yeah, they don't now. It's uh, it defies your expectations. Yeah, it's weird. I was hoping that uh, Paulie Shore would come out as gay at the end of the movie. That's what I thought it was, but that's not the case. But there's uh, some funny moments. Okay. It's, I think it's on Netflix or whatever. Well, I won't be watching it, but thank so, you for watching you know, it for you know, me. Like, uh, you know who else is in it? That was in a, a, I don't know if this was a joke, but uh, Brendan Fraser was in it. Well, he was, because uh, in 93, did, he was up and like, coming so still. So it was Encino Man before well, Yeah, he was, I was about to say he was in Encino Man with Paulie Shore. There was a, I don't know if it was a joke. Cause there was it a, could have been a cameo. There was like, a scene hey, buddy. where like, they're having a Holly, the Halloween party at the dorms, and Paulie Shore's dressed up as one of those... Uh, fruit basket dancers. Carmen Miranda. And uh, Brendan Fraser randomly is in a room with them, and he, like, grabs one of the frogs, like the plastic frogs, and eats it. And then he's just like, and just walks off. I was like, is that Brendan Fraser? So, yeah, I guess that was... Maybe that was a gag from Encino Man, Maybe I, don't, I did I don't. not watch and will never watch willingly. So, yeah, there... I mean, that's... Okay. It's out well, for you. Well, thank you for I watching. Know, of all I the know, billions I'm, of films out there to, to tune into. Son-in-law with Polly Shore. So I know we have our guests at uh, 10. Yeah. And we could talk news and stuff afterwards. Is there anything you really want to get off your chest in <clears> case <throat> we don't have time later? Because we got about 10 minutes, 12 minutes. Because mm. I know you're Mr. Uh, USA Today, CNN, and all that <laughs> stuff. So, <laughs> Well, you know, there's uh, primaries are going on. Early voting has started. You know, we Oh, yeah. Early voting has started here, folks. Uh, if you want to know your precinct, mctx.org? Uh, yeah, .org slash election. Slash election. Uh, you know, where you, you can go uh, early vote all the way, I believe, like the next week and a half or something like that. There you go. And then first Tuesday of March, of course, is yeah. Super Tuesday. I so highly encourage I you to try to, to vote in early voting. I wanted to ask you, I saw there's a controversy going around town with one of the, Eric Yalik, the guy running for judge. Apparently, somebody uh, had a ring uh, there were, camera. There, were, there was more than there one. Was, uh-huh. There was a video of him taking the pamphlets that go on doors yeah door hangers door hangers uh-huh. and putting his on and i i have to ask why is that a big deal 
Because I can totally see why you're doing it. Because if somebody, if you have your door and there's like 20 hangers on it. This is the funny thing. Like, I, is it illegal to do that? That I'm not, I'm not, I can't answer to the I can see some legality. local, you know, voting rules where you can't put a sign past this mark. Like, I love, love those kind of rules because you know somebody made that up just well, because they the hate the Hatch it. Act would, de- would determine that. That, yeah. that's, uh, that's the act that determines uh, campaign. You got to be legalities. 20 feet away from the voters' polls, 100 feet, but 100 feet. But you were, hey, at least you knew that you have to be away. Where are the people with the tasers? <laughs> we got to put, we got to put so, collars on these people. So I, I, I did follow this. I am following it. I'm surprised that it kind of fizzled away because it was that's, more, I don't think it was that more than one. Deal. Well, this is why it's not as big a deal as it could have been because the door hangers that he took were from a not someone he's running against. He he's running for judge of the four thirty yeah. seventh, I believe, new 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 court that's been formed up here in Montgomery County. Uh, and the the door hangers he took, and it was more than one, was were for Kevin Brady. And so there's no, it's not now. If it was another person running for ju- that I same mean, position even if it was for the same position i'd be like yeah go for it dude like cutthroat i dig it but i mean as a judge i don't know if i'd want that in my well, here's the thing if it were illegal or against the hatch act to do then something would be done about it and soon no one gets punished these days well here's the thing eric yalik is a very polarizing figure in montgomery county yeah. so those who want him him punished punished will punish him and swiftly do you think it's going to happen I, I don't because I think it would have happened. So, yeah. like I said, if it was flat out illegal to do that, it would have been something would have been called up already. It was kind of his response to it, where because it started off with one ring, you know, ring doorbell f- video, where he said, "Well, it was wet uh, from the rain. It looked bad. I was actually doing Brady well, a favor by taking it." So there was that. But then another video came out that was under a veranda, and he did the same thing. You know, so there's no rain on it. So it's one of those. There it is. There it is. There it is. I did, didn't I? Yeah, I'm telling you. I'm, wow. I'm keeping. I've been keeping an ear out. <laughs> oh for Lord. We do a full, I full episode a, of that. I mean, if there was a deal where it, he took his opponents, I'd be like, yeah, I did that. I'm trying to win a race here. Yeah, and and Brett raises a good point. It doesn't make it whether or not it's in the Hatch Act doesn't make it not theft. And, and it speaks is to it character. Well, I, I legally I can't answer that. I would believe not because it wasn't. They, it it the hasn't ho- been. The homeowner didn't take ownership of it. That, well, no. It's like this is like a porch pirate thing. You know, if someone puts something on your. If if someone puts their landscaping business card, tapes it to your front door, and someone else takes it down, is it theft? Legally, probably not. However, it doesn't make. I think that what Brett's trying to say. So you're saying you need to get the nickname Petty Theft Yalik? Yeah, it's, uh, is that what you're well, saying? Well, actually, uh, there's a, it's flat out illegal to take anything from someone else's property is petty theft. So if that were the case, I'm I'm surprised that nothing's been filed yet, even from the the DNC or even the RNC, because um, you know the the local precincts, I should yeah. say, not not the national c- committees, but the lo- local. Because again, he's very polarizing, so he has his. Ardent fan base, and he has his detractors. I think, it, I think it's fun. Well, it's different, and much like I just, I can't imagine. Much like I, I can't imagine not owning up to it. You can't imagine what? Like if you're gonna do of something he's like that, gonna own up to it. He well, he said he did it because there was video of it. Well, I mean, like even I'm talking about you double down, but yeah, I did it. I don't want them to know. I want to be the only one on the door. 
Well, that was the thing. His response was, I did it because it was wet That's and it looked bad. But, but clearly then the second video, yeah, it's not the case. And so Unless it's origi- unless you knew it was illegal before, like if, if it wasn't illegal, but having, just go in it. Having um, known Eric Yalek over the years when various things he's run for, he, you know, very he much. He it. Well, no, he very much, I, I, I don't want to speak for him, but I'm saying it feels like he enjoys being polarizing or at least, to, you know, to much like Trump's tweets or Trump spent taking this week to pardon Blagojevich. It's, you can't not, I believe our current president can't not let a week go by where he does something polarizing just to kind of control the news cycle. So same basic premise, the legality aside, the character, it's more of a character thing. Now, you know, if there's a legal issue, I'm really surprised it hasn't been brought yet, but if nothing else, it shows that, okay, this is a candidate for a judge who's supposed to hold him or herself above the normal um, in a controversial on-video situation, it doesn't help. Because mm-hmm. it's like that new TV series, All Rise, where you have this lawyer who's become a judge, and she's like, yeah, I get to be an activist judge. That's the last thing. You don't want an activist judge. I mean, judges are supposed to be impartial. They're not supposed to try from the bench. That's what the lawyers are for. And that's why it's really weird when you have a lawyer who's supposed to be as subjective as humanly possible for their client and then to take that same person and say, congratulations, you're, you've been appointed to the bench now. Now you must do the exact opposite. And same thing, it's funny. I've acted in film, I've acted on stage, and the acting styles are polar opposites of each other. And I've had stage people ask me, well, I just got cast in a film, how do I, how do I act? I say, take everything you've learned as a stage actor and do the exact opposite and you'll be fine. Because it is. Same thing. So this is a hotly contested, because remember, this is for the primary. There are many people running for this this judicial position. I, I believe it's the Wait, are you talking about that's why you pardon these people, or are you talking about Oh, sorry, I, I'm thing? going, back to, I'm going okay. back to the Yawak situation. I was like, man, that's a weird way to get a couple votes. Yeah, no, no, I, well, I believe Trump pardoned. Well, they're felons, right? They can't vote, I imagine. Yeah. The people he pardoned, like. No, you, you don't get a. They're just rich, so he's probably going to be like, yo, give me money. Like Trump needs money. Well, yeah, he does. That's what rich he's, people do. They get more money. He spent his own money on his campaigns. Yeah, he needs to start paying more. He wants to go to the next yeah. level. Oh, could he, be. I wouldn't He's know. probably really upset that this Bloomberg character is spending so much money. He's like, this isn't fair. I want to spend this much money. I want to spend more money than this Bloomberg guy. Right. I would not so presume to know the mind of he's any like, candidate. And he did like any criminal would do. Be like, how do I get my quick cash? And he's like, oh, I can just pardon these dudes. You know, I've been watching that McMillions documentary about those people robbing the Monopoly McDonald's thing, mm-hmm. pretty pretty wild stuff. I like it. Oh, yeah. So far. You remember that scandal? Oh, yeah, I do. I didn't know anything about it until we started watching it on HBO, and I was like, man, what's funny to me is, like, how all these pieces fell together, literally, to steal money from McDonald's. And I, I was like, and it was just like a, a nonchalant thing. It wasn't like a bank heist. It was just kind of like this guy goes, hey, I can give you a $100,000 ticket. Just gotta give me X percent, you know that kind of. Here you go, and here you go, and here you go. The punchline to this topic for me is that we would love to have more candidates come on and talk. Um, We're too busy. They're too busy stealing stuff from people's property. <laughs> well, you be careful when you use the word "steal," just in case. Uh, allegedly steal. Or borrow. Or cleaning. Yeah, or take off the door and pocket it. But hey, at least he pocketed it. It wasn't like, oh, it's trash. Well, well, again, that's the thing. It's the, the video tells just enough. He should have just burned it in front of the camera. That's how <laughs> he gets rid of the trash. There you go. 
But yeah, we sure would love some more political figures coming, especially during the early voting. And I know they're all out at the polling locations. You know what they are? They're on other shows. I try to get people who will get on our show. They don't. They don't want to get on them for an hour. They don't want to. Well, they don't want to do that. We're unique in that at this moment, neither one of us is representing a political figure. In the past, I've done political campaigns. That's right. You're really into that stuff. So, but th- this time around, I'm not, or haven't been, or not yeah. yet. However, you want to phrase it. So it's easy to go on to well, a we show. Gotta, we got to switch politics because oh. we got our guest coming on. We do. Oh my so gosh, we it's almost ten. Well, I, yeah, as, as we go out, I just want to say that um, when you're in a friendly environment... Oh, i got to set it up. You don't do anything. Yeah, that's right. you got to do it all. When you're in a friendly environment, it's easy as a politician to come on because uh, you know the questions Would you're going to Would you consider it friendly stuff. here? I'd be like, we, I'm not we, saying we it's hit adverse, it hard. We have, we have zero forgiveness. So you own it? Like if Eric Yalek's in here, I'd be like, man, did you at least throw it would, away? We would ask questions What'd and What would you answers. do with it? Where, where are the pamphlets? Are Ooh. they in your car? <laughs> you, you put them in your pocket. Where are they? You got to know. Well, come on, Eric, come what's on the, what's come the, on the full air story? Yeah. Give us the full story, <laughs> clang, clang. You're listening to Dick and Skippy oh, in the Mornings. It's 9.59 on the dot. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back with our special guest. Please don't go away. Bye. Or not bye. We'll be right back. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Are you one of those who feel that life is too short to drink bad coffee? Then come to Beanpong Coffee. Beanpong Coffee is open with two locations. Whether you're in downtown Conroe or historic Montgomery, we have the best fresh brewed and specialty coffee, delicious pastries, and courteous staff. Come visit us at 330 North Main Street in Conroe or 401 College Street, Suite 170 in Montgomery. Visit beanpongcoffee.com see our complete list of special events. Health Center Southeast Texas is a federally qualified health center. We accept Medicare, Medicaid, and most major private insurances. For our self-pay patients, we have a sliding scale discount program available. Our health centers have qualified providers and staff striving every day to provide the best quality of care to our patients. Services offered are family medicine, behavioral health services, telepsychiatry, and pediatrics. We have four area locations. Look at the Health Center Southeast Texas online at hcset.com. Listen in Mondays at noon to hear Conroe news from local nonprofits, businesses, upcoming events, Conroe Park events, news stories, and information that matters to you with your host, Margie Taylor of Taylorized PR. For more information about being a guest, visit IRLoneStar.com slash Conroe Culture. A Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station at IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936 647 3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. 
An estimated one in 10 births will result in a neonatal intensive care stay, also known as the NICU. Overnight, a family can find themselves and their newborn baby in a critical situation. The Mila Foundation financially and spiritually assists families in need. If you would like to volunteer or become a monthly sponsor, please visit us at www.themilafoundation.org. Again, that's www.themilafoundation.org because every life matters. For those of you who like your partners, your gumbo, and your music salty, well, we're here to help with the music. Julian Shea here, host of Lone Star Country Nights Thursday, your weekly dose of roots and Americana and all the music that makes this part of the country special. We stir in western swing, honky-tonk, zydeco, Texas blues, outlaw country, and put a pinch of red dirt, and then we smoke it over a slow fire. Then listen to the results Thursday nights on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Dickens give me in the morning. Oh, I killed that one. I knew that was coming. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, Skippy's allergies just knocking them for a loop today, but loving being in the studio with my dear friend, Dick. Skippy loves Dick, as Thank we you. all know. But, yeah, so uh, it be Wednesday. It's hump day. Hey, Dick, what day is it? Man, not this. I'm going to, you know, it never gets old for me. It gets old for everybody watching the commercial over and over. That's right. 10.04 on the dot here on Wednesday, February the 19th, 2020, on Domini. And uh, we got some great listeners listening in. Shout out to all of you. Brett, thanks for updating us on classy misdemeanors and stuff. And I, I, just to wrap up that conversation, I am very curious because if it is actually illegal, why has nothing legal been filed against that for such a polarizing figure, even a non-polarizing figure? Uh, don't know. You're but, asking the wrong person. Uh, true. I'm being rhetorical. But do early vote. Uh, vote early. Vote often if you can. Uh, when I say vote often, do you mean like? Cheat. Okay, good. Yeah, absolutely. Just, just like co- commit mail fraud. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, this is what's funny because you have We'll talk these... about this after a guest. We have a guest. Okay, okay, yeah, that's She's a on the phone, that's so we can't, we can't, just, go down, we can't do, just go for it. Do hit your early voting polls because you can vote at any of them for early voting. But on a Super Tuesday, you can only vote at your precinct polling location which may not be where you think it is. Do you think the Astros hat will be the new Make American Great Again hat if you travel around the United States at ball parks? Uh, wearing a ball cap and wearing getting slapped Astros, off your yeah. head? We'll, let's talk about our guests. I don't there. think so, no. Yeah. I can see people hating the Astros. Yeah, for a while, only because they won the World Series. Yeah. So, But we have Amber on the line here calling into us uh, uh, from Cleveland, I believe. Right, Amber? Can you hear me? Yeah, that's right. I'm in Cleveland. Awesome. No, we know exactly where you are. Yeah, we, we have the spy satellite <laughs> overhead. Oh, look, no. Look, look up and wave. There you go. Hi. Hi. Well, that'd be really creepy. She's actually probably doing it, too. <laughs> She's hiding in the bathroom. Uh, don't worry. No no spy satellites checking checking out. So, uh, Amber, thanks for calling in. We appreciate it. Now, I know that uh, you contacted us because you know, we wanted to reach out to more uh, local businesses, yeah. you know, Dick and Skippy were very civic-minded and community-driven. So you are the proprietor of a shop called Idyllic Things, right? Yeah, I'm a managing partner. Managing partner, awesome. So is, like, is that like the managing partner of a law firm? <laughs> I don't know. 
Yeah, I, Let's I, just I, say I, yes. No one listening yes. would know, so you can just. Is that a joke? I don't really. Oh, where are you going? A with managing, that? I, you know, people say managing partner, but you try to define it like a law firm. So it's just. Uh, oh, moving the on. big muckety muck. I do want to let listeners know we have Amber's information on the description of our Facebook Live, and then if you're listening on our podcast, there to links to her the Facebook page and things like that. So right. if you want to see pictures and stuff. So oh, as, as we talk, you can check it out. So Amber, tell us what is Idyllic Things, and for Dick's benefit, because he doesn't know what's a what is a consignment store. Okay, Idyllic Things is a consignment shop, and it's also have fashion boutique. So when I came here, it was it was already a fashion boutique, and I'm also integrating the consignment for the handcrafted stuff to support talented local people here. Oh, cool. So we have a lot of consigners on board already. We're trying to get more, um, trying to phase out some of the boutique part of it where it'll be half and half. Right now it was mostly 100%, but more like 75% now. Mm-hmm. And more consigners, like I said, are coming on board. We have JNS Repurpose Home Decor. Smitty's uh, Creations, dot-com creations, and handcrafted goodies for everyone. Um, we're getting M&J Luxury Crafts and also Woodpost uh, Metalworks, and so we're super excited about that. Wow. Now, how, how large? So give us the address in, in Cleveland and kind of maybe describe the store. Is it like a is it a reconverted house? Is it a warehouse? Is it a? No, it's a, <laughs> it's a funny story. So it's right next to a doctor's office, and it used to be part of the doctor's office. Um, the doctor's wife, she decided she wanted a fashion boutique right next door. And so she cut part of his doctor's office off and he told her, no, she couldn't do it, but she did it anyway. <laughs> so she made a fashion boutique over here. Then she was busy helping him. So she sold it to my friend. Um, and so it's part of a, it's a building. It's just a cut off of a building. Have you ever contemplated partnering with this doctor to where you go in for an appendectomy and get 50% <laughs> off of a consignment? I should. <laughs> yeah, you got to oh, well. seize the opportunities like that, Amber. <laughs> so, well, it's a great history on that. Usually it's like, well, I just, you know, rented a space and set up shops. So this actually has a history behind it. Yeah, and then my friend, uh, he had bought it for his sister, and then he offered it to me if she was really busy with her daughter. So I was super excited about the opportunity. I had wanted to do the handcrafted portion of this for a few years now. I actually came up with the name last year. Um and idyllic means, you know, picturesque and natural simplicity. And it was just a word I found that I liked that went along with the handcrafted stuff that I see people make and that I also make. Of course, you know, a lot of people make stuff better than I do, but <laughs> we're all here trying to make stuff and sell it and support local, shop local. So That's awesome. So as a consignment shop, uh, you're allowing local artisans and artists and, and crafters and creators to display their wares uh, within your walls. Uh-huh. And, and, I bet, and you listed off probably half a dozen or ten uh, already different different um, yeah. entities that are there. And you say yeah. you, do, you do some of your own too, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. I have. And then in the last few days, I've been doing nothing but working <laughs> on creating stuff. So I've been having a lot of fun. If only I could handcraft a maid, then I'd be good to go. Right. <laughs> I want to... Well, if it could be, <laughs> if it could be, you know, idyllic things, uh, consignment and, and human cloning. Yeah. You know, again, you got to seize the opportunity there, Amber. I'm just saying, it's what makes America right. great. Well, so Amber, are you saying that if uh, if a listener is a person who makes handcrafted goods, is now is that like, is there a limitation to what a handcrafted good is? No. So no, it's any even- handcrafted good, not just furniture. 
or soap. Yeah, and, and right now, because this is a small shop, I really would prefer not to put anything soap. big in the shop. I can list it online for them, but I need small things here so because soap. it's a small shop. But, gotcha. Yeah, it could be candles, wood, metal, glass, uh, even music, books, you know, whatever it is that people make locally, and it, I want it. Put well, it in here. I so want how it can they contact you, Amber? They can find me on Facebook at Idyllic Things, I-D-Y-L-L-I-C, Things. Um, they can call me, 936-207-5312. They're welcome to come into the store at 113 South College Avenue, number B in Cleveland. That's wonderful. Or uh, they can email me. They can email me, too, at idyllicthings777 at gmail.com. Is that lucky number seven? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, for a moment there, we were afraid that 776 other people had chosen idyllic things before you got around to it. <laughs> I believe that, No, though. just me. <laughs> I was excited about that, too. So, no. And so what prompted you to open this this up? Did you just wake up one Tuesday morning and say, hey, I want to run a consignment shop? Mm, well, I've, well, my, my parents always created really, really neat stuff. And I've seen, like, a lot of my grandparents handcraft this stuff through the years. And then I see it phase out all, in and out, you know, and I don't want it to, I just don't want it to stop here. I want it to keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, and then support local and to, you know, made in America, stuff like that. The stuff's made here, you know, and it, it's not going to break as easy. It's made a lot better. And then it gives people the opportunity, everybody who's talented, because there's a lot of talented people, to bring their stuff in, get promoted, sell it, you know, because there's just unique stuff that you can't find, like at the, you know, retail stores the corporate, you know, uh, retail stores. So it's really unique stuff in here, and that's just I've just been a dream I've been having for a long time. Well, it's awesome. Well, you know, you've inspired me because for a while now I've been trying to macrame a pair of short shorts for Dick, <laughs> and uh, now you've inspired me to finish them, so I may have a whole collection coming your way soon. Well, okay, you great. never know. Yeah, and I'll, I'll, I'll wear them before. And so and I will, the, pre-worn <laughs> the pre-worn pants. No, she said it is a high payout. So yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, it would have to we'll be. We'll do a little document authentication and everything. There That'd we go. Great. Well, it's a small, uh, apparently, you know, there's not too much space in there, so let's breeze them first. Oh, oh man. <laughs> well, that's really cool. And I know you, you post a lot of pictures on your Facebook, so if people have interest to see what, you know, kind of goods and everything, it's located at Idyllic Things on Facebook, and you can find it. In the description, and it is a good name because you know one of my favorite books. This is gonna. I'm, I, I'm a nerd. It's Idols of the King, written by uh, Alfred Lord Tennyson. Uh, uh, it's you know, putting, way too much. Putting King Arthur in the medieval times. It's really good. So, Idols of the King, what? idyllic things. Amber, what's the, the strangest thing? thing you sell? Ooh, good question. What's the strangest thing I sell? Besides the I don't know, maybe some shorts. of my, maybe some of my paintings. <laughs> 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 no, I just like I keep calm and pickle on. Like it's just something that came to my mind whenever I was. My son loves pickles, so I was thinking of him, and I made it. So I don't know. There's just different. Uh, that's probably the strangest thing in here. But another thing that I'm excited about is every few months we might be having this, uh, like a maker's fair. It's going to be in a lot next to it. And so people, vendors will then have an opportunity to set up a table at 20 to 25 tables out there um, every few months. And so their handcrafted goods could also, if they're not in the store, they can sell them out there in a lot next door too. So Wonderful. I'm telling you, hit the doctor's office next door and get a, get a deal, <laughs> you know. Just, yeah. You know, prostate exam is in one you test. They're just trying to make it work. I'm, I'm, we're trying to build a business here, man. That's what I'm saying. I, I bet some handcrafter could go get some body parts and make some weird stuff. 
Like little, little Frankenstein's uh, fashions yeah. there. Which, <laughs> I, well, the consignment idea is really w- wild to me because I can't imagine. I can't imagine on a day to day basis getting phone calls and be like, "Oh, can you sell my lampshade that I made from you know X Y Z?" And you're like, "Uh." Well, that's the nice thing about Let's consignment shop is literally you can walk in not knowing what you what you're looking for, and I, I am on my right. They're kind of like there for you to find and go. Oh my gosh, I didn't even realize I wanted that or needed that. Yeah, yeah, unique stuff you can't find. So you come in here and you're like amazed, you know, amazed by some of the stuff. Some of the other handcrafters that have put stuff in my store, they make some really neat stuff, and you won't expect to find it in here. You come in here and you're just like, wow, yeah, I need that for my house. So. Yeah, um, there's just a lot of cool stuff. What are your hours of operation? We're open Wednesday through Saturday. Wednesday and Thursday are 10 to 5. Friday is 10 to 6, and Saturday is 10 to 4. Oh, cool. Awesome. Do you have any upcoming things that you want to let people know to come in soon, sooner than later? We're going to be having a grand opening, so where it changes from the boutique, because the sign still says boutique. Idyllic thing sign is coming within a week or two. Um, so we're going to be having a grand opening in March, so that'll March. be coming up soon. I don't know the day yet. Well, drop us a line when you find out, and we'll be sure to plug it. Yeah, and if you follow me on Facebook, definitely you'll be able to keep yourself updated, too. Wonderful. Well, Amber, thank you so much for taking the time out to give us a call and for letting us, you know, do our thing. Because uh, it sounds like a wonderful shop. This is Idyllic Things, located in Cleveland, not Ohio. This is up 59 North a little bit. Uh, uh, great, great uh, area. I've been through it many times. Uh, so if, you, if you're if you an artisan and looking for a venue to, to display your wares, if you're a customer looking for original artwork, fashions, custom-made accoutrements, as it were, definitely check out Amber on Facebook at Idyllic, I-D-Y-L-L-I-C, things. Amber, thanks so much for being on the air with us. And thanks. See you all, too. Have a great day. And you are listening to Dick and Skippy. We're going to take a quick break. It's 1016 on the dot, and we'll be back with more shenanigans. is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning with scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning. Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. A Lone Star Community Radio is ready for the summer. If you or anyone you know is looking for summer internship opportunities, A Lone Star Community Radio is a great place to grab the mic and be on the air. A Lone Star Community Radio offers a great opportunity to those interested in learning about the radio world all year round. Be an on-air personality, talk show producer, or YouTube TV podcast editor. Contact the station at info at IRLoneStar.com or call the station's message line at 936-647-3776. Are you interested in learning more about preparing quick, healthy, and safe meals for your family? Would you like to spend time with others learning tips and tricks, along with practicing and tasting nutritious food? If so, the On the Road to Healthy Living Mobile Cooking School is for you. 
Call Amy Ressler at Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service at 936-539-7825 to find a class near you or volunteer to host a class. Hey guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also, anytime at IRLoneStar.com. You go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS. You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating anything that has to do with the silver screen, Check out the Ticket Stub podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. Don't miss Lone Star Community Radio on TV and YouTube. Our talk show and music shows are featured on Our City TV, Suddenlink Channel 12, and have their own YouTube channel. Make sure to subscribe to keep up with posted shows and comment on them below the video. We have the safest food supply in the world. Strict laws and regulations restrict the usage of hormones, antibiotics, and pesticides within our food supply. Production agriculture practices and technologies such as the use of GMOs, which is not any more or less risky than conventional crop production, has allowed American farmers to produce more food on less acres in environmentally sound ways. Find out more online at pathtoplate.tamu.edu. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make lives better. The Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service has been dedicated to educating Texans for over a century. In 1915, the Extension Program was established under the federal Smith-Lever Act to deliver university knowledge and agricultural research findings directly to the people. Ever since, AgriLife Extension programs have addressed the emerging issues of the day, serving diverse populations across the state. Texans turn to Extension for solutions in horticulture, agriculture, 4-H and youth, and family and consumer sciences. Extension agents respond not only with answers, but also with resources and services that result in significant returns on investment to boost the economy. Join us Fridays at 1 o'clock for the AgriLife Extension Hour. back dig and skippy in the mornings if you're watching us on video <laughs> yeah you know we're live uh that's what happens when you unplug your microphone by yeah. accident he's a little excited yeah i was i was very excited to be back 10 21 on the dot here on wednesday february 19th 2020 this year of our lord all right let me uh give me a second okay uh i want to remind folks we had uh, amber from my Dillard things on front on the phone in the previous segment she wanted to let you know if you come in this week and use the promo code Dick and Skippy, they will receive twenty five percent off. What? So we're check famous, it out. Dick. Do you, uh, we have a Dillick thing? Contact all the. We've like, had a discount code named after us. That you know, no one else in town can say that. I think it should be Dick Skip or Skip Dick. What do you think? Yeah, Dick There's and Skippy. There's got to be some fun things. Dick and Skippy. All I don't, right, I don't yeah, mind right, playing right. second banana here, but fair no, fair we've actually, enough. Dick. We think about the import of this. We have had a discount code named after us. Name me one other person that you know in your entire existence that's had a discount code named after them. No one. We hit, we hit a big time, my friend. There we go. But that's there happening at Dillick Things in Cleveland. 
So Dick and Skippy is a promo code, 25% off. Uh, yeah, there you go. Awesome. Very happy to hear that. But we're back, so we got a few more minutes here, 1022. But we're back. But we're back. Microphones are working, despite my best efforts. Uh, I do want to remind listeners and everything, uh, early voting is going on locally here, and we want to have it. We have an open invitation. If you know any of the candidates that want to get a last-minute push before Super Tuesday next month, then we have a couple slots open, and we all are are also open to recording the interview if they can't Mm -hmm. make the live slot because we think it's important for every candidate to get on our show because we're the coolest guys ever, and we use you, you use us. It's an equal opportunity relationship. That's right. Right? Is that a win-win-win? It's a win-win. Or win. I thought it was three wins. Yeah, a win, a W3, a dub three. Let's create some W3s in the, the studio. Yeah. There you go. Uh, winners all around. Yeah, we, we wholeheartedly encourage, especially during this early voting period, to, you know, take phone it in for 10 minutes or come in for an hour. Take some time. Let people know your platform. Let people know who you are. Um, we, you know, we have listeners, and they do listen. And they, and they don't engaged. agree with us, so I love that. Well, yeah, the, that's the thing. I mean, now, you're easily disagreeable. We're, we're fun-loving, laid-back guys, but we also take the voting and the political process very seriously. Well, at least half of us do. And so, you know, we want to know. This is not to get people on the show to ambush or make fun of, but to, you know, let people tell what their platforms are or, you know, if someone's got a view of a candidate, they can they can confirm or, change, you know, try to change that person's view. But, yeah, definitely come on the air uh, for the whole, you know, this is an open invitation for all candidates throughout the whole voting season, whether it be early voting or that, that quote, downtime, end quote, between the primaries and the general. Yeah, I just wanted to, I mean, it's just so boring. No, it can be exciting. Yeah. It's like jury duty. Jury duty can be very exciting. Like, it's really the, the most exciting thing, some guy taking phone, uh, door things off. Is that really the most exciting thing? No, but some media outlets are craving. Well, yeah, we're one of them. We, we want that drama. Well, yeah, but we, see, here's the thing: we never ha- have things to not talk about. We don't need to sell headline, uh, sell I'm newspapers kidding. with a headline. I'm kidding. Oh no, what, but what I'm saying is, and, and I know. Well, you're like right. we, like for example, uh, precinct two. Or constable, I believe that's the right precinct, which is like literally down the street from here. Mm-hmm. There's like five people in that race, mm-hmm. and I we've had several of them on crime scene today. Uh, but I was like, why? And you, you're a political consultant, kind of quote. I have been. Okay, you kind of know how many people are running for that position. Why try go against four other people? If your heart's in the right, if you feel... But, like, why precinct two? Are you, like, how does that work? Because I know there's, like, five precincts in Montgomery County. Am I right? Oh, four. For constables, there's four. Four. Okay. And so, like, can you... Technically, you could be in anyone, right? You, like, you have to reside in it. Okay. So you have to live in mm-hmm. that precinct. Okay. Yeah, because so you're makes, representing that. Because they had five candidates, and they had forums and stuff, and I'm like, man... I don't know how you can distinguish both of them without without looking. Or but that's a question you ask your your like candidate. Just, just give me your resume, and then we'll kind of look at it. But it goes beyond a resume because you don't hire someone off a resume. You you look at the resume to see what their skill sets are, and then you call them in for an interview. And that's why I firmly believe you interview your candidates, go to early <laughs> yeah. voting, and grill them. Why did you decide? Why this position? Why are why are you running for this and not dog catcher? What prompted you, instead of just saying what your position are, well, they, they deliver, is. I think Precinct 2 does 
primarily what do they deliver? What are they not called warrants? No, are you talking now? Are you talking for a commissioner or are you talking, no, I'm talking for about a constable? Constable. What do they we deliver? Have five constable. So we have five constables? Yeah. No, you oh, do we have five or four? There constables. Are, there, what did I say? Five. Yeah. There are so four it, commissioners, four precincts, four commissioners constable. precincts, five constable okay. precincts. So precinct Montgomery two County. down the street. Yeah. And they deliver I forgot what it was. Well, it depends. The like, word. like uh, they service precinct the, one constable. They handle Lake Conroe. Lake Conroe. So there's a lot of All you know. You people. have to have yeah. You, it's on them. You the have, blood's on their hands. You have to deal with that, but it also deals with you know from Lake Conroe to traffic stops and. I still can't get over Lake Conroe is like the most dangerous link. Is it in Texas or in the country? Probably. I mean, it happens. Humans are going to be humans, especially that's how much fun we are here in Conrad. So you have a little too much fun, sometimes it's not. Yeah, safe. well, you know, you, you ring a lake with lots of bars and you get surprised when someone gets drunk and swims out too far or hops on a jet ski impaired. A jet, jet ski. ski. Jet, ski jet ski impaired. Yeah, because I know that there isn't down ticket voting this go around, and I'm going to go vote down the street here in a second um, after the show. And I still don't really know everybody, so I kind of want to hold off on that and see if we can get people in the studio. And that's how I base my vote on is talking to them. Yeah, I, I really feel you should talk to them. That's why I'm a big proponent. I will frequently go to early voting locations two or three or four times before I actually vote. I want to talk to the candidates. Oh, so you got too much free time, man. No, it takes five minutes, yeah, ten, so you know, to lunchtime. Too much free time. But, yeah, early voting. Go vote. Yeah. But do, do know that on Super Tuesday, now, if you're in a rural area with not a lot of people, you know, you, you can put it off on Super Tuesday. Like, for my particular precinct, I know I'd probably be in line less than an hour if I voted on Super Tuesday. I like voting near the end of early voting. And, I, you know, usually in the past I've taken my daughter with me so she could partake of the uh, process. You mean control her vote? No. We know about you. We've had many we conversations. We know about you. Yeah, I know. But uh, I'll be taking my mommy with me. Control her vote, too. Yeah, right? You can't talk, man. Well, when last time my mom and I went to vote, we were inside, and we were, we were just talking about stuff. And I was talking about, oh, yeah, you know, I've dealt with this candidate before. And they, there was this hall monitor there. She was like the the old school mom with the ruler in her hand to wrap your knuckles with it. You can't be talking about yeah, They got mad at me because I had my phone in my hand. Yep. I wasn't even using it. I was just kind of why I walked in. Like, oh, sir, you can't. I'm like, here's my phone. Take it. I don't care. Yep. No, you can take in all the paper you want. So any, any anything that's uh, any materials that a candidate or representative gives you outside, take it in with you. Jot your notes down. Yeah, I don't really know. Five people to vote to choose from in the Republican side of Precinct 2. I'm constable. That's too many people. Well, then you ask your five what, you know, why, what are their qualifications? But I don't reside here, so I wouldn't be voting for them, would no, I? No, no, no. You only vote for it within your precinct. Yeah. I guess I'll find out what precinct I'm in when I... Uh... <laughs> right. Uh, you know you can do that. Just what? Ask, you, ask your series. You know, let me ask you this, and I'll love the listeners to get in on this. So when we talk about public education, talk about civic duty and all that kind of stuff, there are certain countries that do things that, you know, like they do mandatory service and all that kind of stuff. But how do you think we could educate generations to be aware of how this place works because do you think we don't do it because people stop move whitewashing so? history stop tearing down monuments well i'm not talking about how the world works i'm talking locally yeah stop tearing down monuments well, we're, we're tearing down monuments here 
Yeah, even, you know, the, the Confederate statues and... We have Confederate statues here in Montgomery County. Well, not Montgomery County necessarily, but what I'm saying is just the mindset of uh, not we're not going to teach Vietnam what led us to Vietnam in school because it's offensive or... Like, do they even have civics in school anymore? I have no idea. You think I'll, I, I could pass not off... Not according to my daughter's classes. Do you think classes. I could pass off being, like, a 10th grader? You could. I think I could shave, still. You fine. could... If, Lost a couple pounds. If Twenty One Jump Street were a real thing, you'd be able to go in undercover. I'd have to be the, the you know the, the new principal. You'd be the, you'd be the uh, substitute. I'd be the substitute teacher. Inconveniently, Mr. Howard, you know, tripped and fell and broke both his legs. So I'll be teaching your literary criticism class this week, kiddies. Nah. Yeah, but you'd be actually good at that. Like we got to give you a class that you suck at. Math. Yeah. No PE. I could totally see you wearing. <laughs> I could see you wearing the gym shorts and the whistle. And you got you got the sports glasses on with the the band. Be like, all right, guys, we're gonna play some basketball. Well, if I tried that, my last sensation on this planet would be my left arm going numb. Yeah. <laughs> Why do I feel faint? I think I can see that. But I, I wonder what they're teaching because I, I remember uh, in our school when I was going in eighth grade, we had Texas history, but it also combined Texas. Um, infrastructure we're like today this is what we have we have a senate we have all this kind of stuff i kind of forgot it but i remember like they made a point of showing us like this is how our government's run today so we started back when texas started originally and these is like these are the steps oh, yeah. we took to get yeah here. texas history you have but i don't remember local local though like i don't remember them like Montgomery County once or... mentioning anything about you know who the mayor is what is a mayor what does a mayor do what did the constables do? Well, that would come under, I mean, there are government classes in high school. There's Texas history classes. And, and I get that, but there's the recitation of history as opposed to. Is that like a Boy Scout thing, you think? Like, do you learn that in Boy Scouts? I feel like I can see Boy Scouts. Like, like what a mayor does? Yeah, like they do some type of, like, class where you try to get a badge, local oh, government. Oh, I'm, I'm sure there is. I can I, see that. I'm sure there is. But in school, you know, it, it's like. Home ec. Once upon a time, we had home ec or workshop or auto shop or metal shop where you actually were taught skills yeah. to, to help you survive. And I think that's where we kind of lost our way, especially with standardized testing here. Well, I know like the Extension Hour folks, they do uh, – the Montgomery County AgriLife is who I'm talking about, folks. They go into schools and they teach – I wouldn't call it home ec, but it's more of general education about how to prepare and eat healthy food. Right. So it's not necessarily like this is how you clean an oven. It's but more the of issue like, is nowadays you got students and, so they and, do that, and listener not. Brett and kind of nailed, nailed it. Is the problem is parents and students having zero mucks to give about these classes. That yeah, I have a friend who's recently started well, teaching. Smaller it's towns, a nightmare for him. Because you remember we're talking to Laura Jones, who's running for District 8. Yeah, she lives She out. came in a couple of weeks ago. She's on the show. She's a wonderful guest. She lives in a rural area. And I was thinking to myself... Do you think it you as a parent who have children going through the public education system have more control over what goes on at a school at a small rural area than you would say here like at Conroe High School? Because I feel like there's so much diversity in different people here in Montgomery County. It's almost a hard thing to grasp. Kind of like when the FFA finally gets pushed out at certain schools. Because mm -hmm. you know the FFA was really big in Houston. But then eventually they started growing and growing to the point where it's like, we can't offer this program anymore. Like, it's just like, we don't care about this stuff. Mm -hmm. we, we want to do something else. And I know the FFA, I think here in Montgomery County is only in Montgomery ISD, Willis ISD. I don't think Connor ISD has any FFA programs. 
they, uh, my daughter's taking FFA classes. No, she's taking but, agriculture. Uh, but her, is it at on campus or is it one of those things where they go somewhere else? Yes, to, to both. She actually takes classes because my daughter's very much into animals. And his, uh, and so it's been like raising an animal. No, it's like raising an animal. So there's off-campus. Yeah. Perfect. But, you know, my daughter uh, still wants to be an ornithologist probably. She loves birds, but also – so she's done well, a lot of FFA. apparently it's like the best bird place ever in Conroe. Yeah. She's done FFA work in class as well. It's almost like a practical so, class in a lab. She goes – So you're in go- your class, like third period, but then you also go to a, the local okay. CISD farm to – Raise but do you animal. think in a rural area you have better control over like, you know, especially like what, what Brett says, like you don't give a muck. Like I think there's some. My sense is that if you're in a rural area with a small thing, you you can try to affect a change that affects you personally. And typically, to me, and I hate to sound cynical, but that would be, I don't like this book. I want this book knocked out of our yeah, schools. It's not more of it can be one parent having a problem, and if there's only ten people in that room, that's ten percent of the vote right there. Or ten percent, not the vote, but the the voice, and so it's loud. If you have one parent going, well, I don't like Catcher in the Rye, and you have three thousand people in the room who do, no change is going to happen. So change, I think, some change can be better affected with a smaller, uh, more rural setting, but not necessarily for the better. Yeah, I mean, because I remember growing up, and my mother basically, I asked my mom why didn't she join the PTA, and she's like, I've already done all that. Cause I have an older brother who's probably like 17 years older than I am. Mm-hmm. She's like, I already did all that. I, it's just pointless. And I was like, well, great. I'm really looking forward to going to school and getting a better education. Oh, here's a, this is going to sound. Because my parents care so much. Oh, this is going to sound highly duplicitous of me probably. I've been frequently asked why I don't teach. Um, you do teach. You teach me every day. Well, I figure I can do better good. Of what not to do. Of my friends who have been <clears throat> teaching. <laughs> yeah, teaching how not to <laughs> on the air. But I have a friend who's recently started teaching theater for uh, Aldine um, Middle School, and it's a nightmare. He, he he's ready to walk, uh, no names or anything. But it's because the kids are in his face. Drama there's teacher at Aldine High School. No, I'm not saying in that that high school. I'm in the in the district. I meant um, that there's l- l- literally no respect from parents, from students, he, you know. Well, I mean, I, and that's why, see, I would be fired on day one because first time a, a kid sassed me, I, I was all for cor- corporal punishment in England. I was on the receiving end of it. I, w- I would take somebody's phone. If I'm in a class and they're on the phone, I tell them to put it down, they don't. I would take it and smash it with a hammer. because you have an authority issue. You want to be in power. That's why, yeah. that's why you take that's your mother te- and your daughter and make them that's vote what a teacher's for your supposed candidate. To be. Much like I'd be a bad lawyer because I'd be, I make a great TV lawyer. But I'd be. I, I think you made a great TV PE coach. I, I, would, <laughs> I mean, I can see, see it. Now I'm not going to rest. Like until, you're going to have the sweatband on. Like I can see it. Like Richard Simmons out there. Yeah, and you have the. You know, talking about the yeah, sports I, goggles. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Well, and we'll you have, have that to... awkward like tattoo on your arm. Like, oh, that's back in the day. Like that one. No, I think you'd have like, like the. Lola, no, I think uh, you'd have like the, the, the mermaid, the, the topless mermaid. You would have death with the scythe. And it's like riding a dragon or something like that. And they'd be like, yeah, that was back in the day when I was I was in this game. When I was a bad dude. Yeah, that's when I was an assassin for the, well, the Colombo family. Now I'm not going to rest until I get a film or TV role where I'm the PE coach just I for you, Dick. And I'll wear my Which macrame is, short shorts. And, and like he's, I always have this conversation with my wife, Holly. I go, it's really funny how in our life and growing up and doing our day-to-day things we all kind of go into these patterns where like we're in a pattern right now 
compared to other people. We don't have any children, so we're not involved. Like, I haven't been involved in the public school system for, you know, over a decade, like mm-hmm. way over a decade. I'm like, it's so foreign to me now that I have no idea. I couldn't tell you anything that's going on. And I go, I get, I bet you anything when we have children and when they start going to school, I'm going to go to school again because, like, I have no idea what's going on, like what they're teaching. Mm-hmm. I forgot everything I learned. And so that makes me kind of interested to see what really is going on because the only thing we read in the press and everything is like, you know, really negative stuff about like, oh, embezzlement, teachers sleeping with students, improper behavior from students on students, mm-hmm. and just like racism and school all this shootings. like yeah, school yeah, shootings, yeah. like all this crazy stuff. And I'm like, I wonder what happens in between those days where like it's just a normal day. What goes on at these schools? Because <laughs> it's like it, it can't be normal unless one of these crazy things happens yeah well i hear like i said i hear the war stories from my friend it's like because i, I didn't can't have imagine school. this happening i would i would not allow it but my hands would be tied he you know he's literally not a, allowed to fail anyone you can do zero work and still get 50 percent well, he's in drama no yeah. no this is this is across the board it's drama teachers can't trauma. fail you anymore. trauma doesn't really have like letters <laughs> you show up or you don't uh-huh it's all art so you can't be a judge on that can you Oh, but you can. Oh, okay, it's all abstract. Well, oh, no, it's not abstract theater. You have, there's technical aspects. I'm there's just writing aspects. I'm just so you have to learn lines. I like to demean yeah. the arts yeah, in front I of you because I'm writing a special character just for you. Yeah, who would it be? Oh, it's a secret. It's a surprise. All right, I'm down. I'm, I'm open to whatever you do. Well, I'm so. open to the visual, and now I got that Brett says he wants to play Rip Torn's part in Dodgeball from the movie. Yeah, <laughs> if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. That's a great line. That's a great movie. <laughs> it was better than it needed to be. You think so? I was indeed. Okay. Yeah, Vince Vaughn is one of those actors that's like, you know, he's a hit a or Shatner. miss. No, it's, he's a Shatner. You know, you, you what you're going to get with him. That's true. All right. Okay. Fair and then the world needs Shatners. You think Shatner's going to be in Picard? No. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. No, that's trash. No, it's trash. <laughs> My jury's. I'm, I'm like two episodes behind right now. My jury's still out. I'm hanging in there trash. with it. I mean, you haven't even watched it. I watched the first episode. Trash. True. It was plotting. It was disappointing. Yes. I think it's also because I really like the old Star Trek, and I'm like, I want that. I don't want this. Mm-hmm. I want that. And I can't believe CBS, whoever owns it, goes, no, we're going to give them this. Like, don't don't listen to JJ. JJ has, is horrible. It's horrible. Don't listen to him. No action. We don't need any action. We just need dialogue and great plots, and that's what I want. I want to have interesting discussions on my Star Trek. I don't need to have warp speed into battles, which makes no sense. I still can't get over that. Still cannot get over that. From the old Star like the J.J. Abrams Star Trek, there's so many scenes where they go into light speed, but they end like in the middle of the battle. And I'm like, no one ever does that. If you're going to light speed, you would never like go, in, like, oh, there's a battle over here in the star system. Let's go right in the middle of it. They would never do that. Yeah. Stupid. Well, it's good to hear you engaged about, about that. No, I hate that stuff. Well, you know what's funny? I was, I was reading, I love reading people bitch about Star Trek and stuff. And one person made it interesting where he goes, this is the downside to the, po- the nerd culture popular like, control over our, you know, our entertainment these days. Because Star Trek became popular back in the, in the 70s because of nerds, like real People who really care the about outcasts, science. The people that realize like they hey, care about this stuff. This is what they're into. They, and they wanted and a better world. They, they saw one it. where you had an Asian guy and a Russian and a black. Well, it's woman also the, the science of it. People enjoy that kind of stuff. 
who are into that kind of yeah, stuff. The science was iffy at best in, in the original. But, but it was an attempt. It was like, it was hey, an attempt, we're, and I, we're I using agree. words that we don't, you don't really hear. But people watched it afterwards when it was no longer... Remember, Star Trek did not become popular until it went into syndication late at night because the nerds were up there watching it. It wasn't forced down their throats by the network. But then they realized, hey, this is... You know, they got the, the social commentary behind it. You know, the episode where you're black on one side. Yeah. They got, okay, this is about racism. I, they got a sense of it. There, there was that horrible episode with the, uh, the space uh, hippies um, singing their songs. Well, like, there's one it's, guy it's I was reading them. about. He was commenting on the newer Star Trek, and he goes, what's funny about this transition is, one, he said, the one thing I enjoyed about the older Star Trek was it was a positive view on the future mm-hmm. of sci-fi and yep. everything. So and it's now all, it's not. It's everything but, but. But it's like, you know, there are other cool sci-fi IPs that do the grunge thing where it's like everyone's a minor. That's, you know, a, they're trying just, to turn Star Trek into something that wasn't, a, and that's what I said near the beginning, Roddenberry's vision, which wasn't always the best, don't get me wrong, Roddenberry had made some horrible decisions, but that was still his creation. And he said, this is a, a universe where there is no internal conflict. It's all got to be external. In that we all, it's very 50s view, like the, the Hayes, Hayes Code on a comic, you know, the bad guy's got to lose at the end. And, and these well, things I always felt that's what, yeah, the way they do their plots and everything, and the way the way the Federation is represented, I love that because as a, as if you're a writer, you, it makes you focus on writing something a little bit more than just, you know, like, oh, they're at war and, you know, they're bad people. It's a little bit more than that. Like, that's why when they visit other places, that's why they are the racists, not the Federation. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's what I liked about because we don't have to worry about this, the, what I would call silly drama because that's usually what movie shows do where it's like, oh, we got to create a story arc, you know, over the 20 episodes let's make it at home no it's like let's have some really fun individual thing i don't know why tv can't do that to the, these days why do they have to have like an overall story arc they can't just do, are there, am i missing a show that's out today that's like monster of the week now i gotta think about nowadays because you know because there's like the one zone, you, i can see being like you that. had lost you had fringe you know you you have well that's plot driven like yeah, they, like they're focused on but one the, thing the first seasons of each okay um now, uh, Red's piping up a couple of things I want, I want want to respond to. Uh, one, yeah, he's right. Hayes Act was movies. Comics Code was a different act. I thought they were both off the same core, two branches. If I'm wrong about that, I, I thought the Comics Code was based off of Hayes. Uh, but, yeah, Star Trek did get its third season based on a letter-writing campaign to the network because people, you know, didn't want the, the fan base they had didn't want it to go away. However, the network was determined to kill it. That's where they slashed the budget and said, Change the time slot, slash the budget. See, I don't know why. And then express surprise when after they canceled it and washed their hands of it and then try to do this really, really, really bad animated series. In fact, it's on Netflix or Hulu right now. I stumbled across one of the episodes. With the same actors? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for the most part, uh, Shatner, Nimoy. Yeah. But it's like that early bad Hanna-Barbera. Yeah. Uh, like Johnny Quest kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. it's really bad. Uh, but then they're expressing surprise. Oh wow, people are watching in syndication. Geez, maybe we should make a sequel series, and that's where the rebirth happened. But while it was there, they did everything in their power to to destroy it, in spite of the fan base. They didn't embrace the fan well, it's base. Like they didn't write was, for the fan base. I was listening to, and I think it's because Gene Roddenberry isn't around anymore. Because, like for example, the J.J. Abrams Star Wars, people just really dislike. <laughs> And then the Mandalorian comes out, and people are like, "This is what we want to see in in the Star Wars universe." 
They just want to see Baby Yoda. They don't want to see the Mandalorian. Well, I think they do. I think they want to see more of that kind of stuff, which is headed by John Favreau or whatever. Yeah, take out and Baby Yoda, and how many meme, how many Mandalorian memes would be out there? None. No one cares about the Mandalorian. They watch it I for Baby Yoda. I think they. I think they do. Then what? Where? Seriously, how many memes have you seen with Baby Yoda on a daily basis? On Facebook. Oh, I mean, like, I get the plus. I mean, that's you, what I'm saying, you, but nothing else. There's no other character. My my wife loves Baby Yoda. She's never seen Mandalorian. Can't <laughs> tell you first thing about it, but she wants a Baby Yoda from Builder Bear Works. Well, I did realize there is a female Yoda. and I There think, would have to be because we have a Baby Yoda. No, I'm thinking, well, because people were asking, there like, was a, okay, Dick, there was a Mommy Yoda and a Daddy well, no, Yoda, and people, they fell in love. People didn't know. Like, I didn't know, like, because no one knows the history of that race or whatever it is they could be asexual we don't know and so but apparently there was like a backdrop in one of the scenes of the jedi council there's a female yoda called yida yida yeah yida i don't know what her name was but yeah okay and you know also interesting thing i found out is Django and boba fett aren't mandalorians well i can sleep tonight now knowing this i know i found that uh, apparently it's in one of the cartoons where they, they stole the armor. Now, let me tell you excitement. And, and this is... So there you go. There, there, there solves that. I know people were just, like you said, restless sleeps for how long? No, Actually, I want to touch on viewing habits real quick because... How much Star Wars do I watch? No. Well, it, well, it could come into it. In the old days, in, in you know my yeah. time, and I, I raise this because I just started re-watching Lost with my wife who... who I think she saw one episode when it first came out, but I followed it the whole series. So for me, it's it's another one of those things where I'm enjoying it again. However, it's episode after episode. We can binge watch. Now, back in the day when Lost was on live, we'd, ha- we'd talk about it for the week. You know, it would come on, then, you know, the next morning we would be the water cooler show where people would be talking. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, what's the monster? Who killed this? Who's going to die Can next? that? Matthew Fox, what's his name? Yeah, Matthew Fox. Matthew Fox, amazingly <clears throat> good. Yeah. And then we'd have the summer break where it would be, you know, wild, you know, big cliffhanger, and we'd have to wait for months. And we'd talk about it, drive us crazy. Yeah. And say, in the early days of Star Trek Next Generation, you know, when – the board no, tape for car. No, 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 that no. was a cliffhanger with a Mr. War fire thing at the end of season three. I mean, for all three months, we're all tripping out, trying to you know figure out what's going to happen. Then we all tune into our sets. Now it's so with Lost, I'm enjoying it, but I'm also like I miss kind of the I can get my questions answered well, within five minutes today, instead of five on days. Certain networks, like I know, like the HBO documentary you're watching, the McMillions. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was an episodic delivery where they're doing it once a week sort of watching it and it ends it's like that can't be the end well and that's what they're doing and then they're like oh it's season or episode two coming out next monday i'm like that's bs why would you make a document but they're trying to bring that back to it in episode four they're doing it with picard too with a documentary like who cares like just make a whole just make a make (laughs) a film but i gotta give parts i gotta give them the kudos for trying to bring that back because well now i'm just gonna go wikipedia and read about it now you're doing that kind of crap (laughs) so but last night we ended with them finding the hatch. You know, yeah, I stopped. My wife's like, "What happens next?" And I turn off the TV. He's like, "Nope, it's bedtime." Is that the one that the episode <coughs> opens with Mama Cass? <coughs> Sorry. Well, the episode opens with Mama Cass. No, that's after. Well, that's after the hatch blows yeah. open, where we meet Desmond for the first time. Yeah, that was a good. I only remember that because that song's really good. Uh, yeah, 
we got to be closing today's show, man. Sorry, but the, sorry oh, we got ready? off the rails about Star Trek and Star no, Wars. No, it's again. okay. Uh, I'm still I'm still upset about seeing the new Star Wars. Like I, I still can't believe that's a real movie and they spent that much money on it and Carrie Russell's in it. There has to be a joke with J.J. Abrams and Carrie Russell because I didn't realize J.J. Abrams yeah, produced Mission Faci- Impossible Three. No, she per- he produced Faci- Felicity. Felicity. So they knew each other. So there's probably some conspiracy with that, getting as no, much money from Abrams, Disney. Abrams, he'll always put Greg Grunberg in one of his shows. I mean, I Anything he I does in some way, shape, or form, Greg Grunberg has been in it, I think, with one exception because they just couldn't make it happen. He views him as a good luck piece. It's probably the same with Carrie Russell. It's like, hey, I you want to be in the I next? Terry Russell was in the Mission Impossible movie that J.J. Abrams um, directed. Mission Impossible 3. She was the, you know. Yeah, she got her brain all jacked yeah, up. She, what a great scene. Yeah, she got her, her brain from. <coughs> no, oh, it's not the. No, it's not the. <laughs> that movie's so great. Um, but yeah, okay. I guess we're signing off. <laughs> Ten fifty one uh, on the dot. I do want to remind folks here. we have a guest on Friday. I'm really interested in this one. Uh, it's I. It's NHS Voyages for Special Needs. Okay. I think it's traveling. Nice. So I'll know more. I have all the stuff on the on our Facebook about it. So I we probably should our, read it. We will do our due diligence. If you don't realize, is Sean's the one that reads everything. Uh, <laughs> I'm the one that's just kind of here and having a good time. Sean's the one that asks leading questions. Yeah. So Dick and Hop I'm on board. Like, and follow I it up. listen maybe a fourth of the time. I'm like, I'm pretty sure if you go in the past interviews, I've asked the same questions that you've but, asked. But like ten minutes later, but Dick, that's why we're such a good team. I guess. Yeah, we are. Well, I need someone to actually explain things to me because like Star Wars doesn't make any sense to me. I got your back. I don't get it. I got you covered, my friend. So, like, why can Luke? Why why can Luke Skywalker be a Force image and catch touch the world, and he can catch a lightsaber? If he can do that, he can turn on a lightsaber. And then he can also probably teleport too, and just go kill the guy, kill the bad guy. If, well, we'll discuss. The you know what I'm talking about? I, I, I absolutely agree. Like, with Like I you. don't get it. I don't get it. And like and I don't. I don't think they'll ever. JJ never explains anything. Nope. He it's just wants, personal. He wants to mess with you. I think it is. I think he's just. I. I he. I don't. I, what's What's strange to me about him is he has the ability and opportunity with these great stories and IPs. And then he just like he he goes no we're not gonna do that we're gonna do what I want to do. Yeah, but I and don't like, think he loses the original flavor. At least as he's a fanboy of both Star Wars and Star Trek. He yeah, but I don't think he gets it. I think he should do his own stuff. Make Super Eight again or something. You know, like do do yeah. your own movies because he's a good director. Did he do Cloverfield? He did Cloverfield. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah I because it's a whole it. slush show thing. He, I think he produced. He it. did. No, I remember now because they had some of that. Slusho drink that he likes to put in his all of his movies, and because I mean I get it, he's a oh, good yeah. filmer, he's talented, mm-hmm. but when it comes to like that kind of stuff of taking over IPs, just don't like if someone gives them Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones, I don't know how I'm going to do it. I well, I think how... they need to stop giving him existing properties. Yeah. He's done Star Wars, he's done Star Trek. You know, give him something like, new. No more space. Just don't give him space. Like let him do Wild Wild West. I can see him doing that and doing a good job with that. Oh God, anything's got to be better than the last one. Well, that's what I'm saying. We already have a bad taste in our mouth. I could do better than the last. So one. So it's like I can see him doing that well, but then again, it's like that show. Like I saw the new Shaft. Shut your mouth. And I really enjoyed it. Uh-huh. It was funny because it played off on the other Shaft tropes that I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I wonder how successful these, because I know the the movie, the original one was very successful, but then I looked it up. The TV show lasted like seven episodes. Mm -hmm. 
And I was like, oh, so it really wasn't that big of a success. Like, because in the 70s, they came out with three Shaft movies almost back to back to back. And right. then they did the TV show. And I'm like, then they kind of died. So I don't know how popular it really was during the time. I know it won an Oscar for Best Theme Song. Yeah, it was because it was... And I know the director... It was like the vanguard of the black exploitation. Yeah, like, I didn't know that was a word until I read that. I was like, man, I guess it is a style of film. And, uh, but yeah, I really enjoyed the new Shaft. It was good. What's you saying? <laughs> so I'm, re- I'm reading notes from Brett. Wait, Brett, have you seen the new Shaft? Uh, it's no, on it's, HBO It's to not Shaft. But yeah, people, listen, uh, read along to the comments that we get. Be sure to add your own. Uh, when we are on Facebook, we, we love to read them. Uh, now that I've learned I read how them to do afterwards, that. and I'm like, all right. I, I've taken to reading them during because there, a lot of them are very germane. And so we, lo- we love interacting with our audiences. Thank you so much. We love our listeners like they love us. It's 1054 on the dot. Dick and I are out of here, but we will be back on Friday starting at 9-ish and special guests coming in. So please tune in. I'll see you later.